Welcome to the Power of Love show sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and grief and how it impacts our lives. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. Enjoy the show. Thank you for joining us today. Today's date is Wednesday, April 14th. You are watching or listening to the Power of Love show sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and hope and how it impacts our lives. Loss and grief. Loss and grief. Uh, oh thank gosh. you. Gosh. <laughs> I am TJ Jackson. With me is my eldest brother, Todd Jackson. We are live, of course. You may be watching us on Facebook or YouTube, or you may be listening to us on a podcast platform. Whichever way you are finding us, listening to us, watching watching us, we want to thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, We are not licensed therapists. We are just ordinary people who've experienced loss in our lives. We've been impacted by it, and we've learned from it. Saying that, if you need professional help, we urge you to seek it and to find it. Do not just rely on us. Mm -hmm. Today's show... We had to postpone our guest, so today's show we we are pivoting last minute. It's all good. We are um, going to be doing open questions, uh, open questions for either myself or Taj or both of us. This is a beautiful time uh, to ask those. And since I have, let me see if I can pull it up. Okay. Well, now, while I look for that, Taj, let me first get to you. How was your week? Week was good. Um, just basically, definitely getting battered, like in terms of just what's going on in the world and stuff like that. I mean, it's cra- crazy. We still deal with, you know, shootings and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I took a little break from social media in a way, and that helped a lot. So I'm kind of feeling a, more recharged. When you way. say when you say that help, what do you mean that helped? Um, it's just overwhelming. Like there's so much negativity, you know, everywhere, and it's just. I'm one of those people that kind of absorb negativity if I'm not careful enough. And so um, I took more time for myself and, you know, in terms of just doing outside stuff to kind of balance that. Yeah. I, I used to um, just to tell you guys and stuff, I, I used to wake up and like, first thing I would do is go on Twitter and look, you know, for about five minutes, 10 minutes, just look, see what's going on in the world. And just with all this negativity, that's not a good way to start your day as we've, discussed before you don't start your day that way i think taj i think i'm going to piggyback off what you said because it's super important i remember um i think i shared this uh with you guys because i was waking up like not in a panic but just um what's the word like fearful of checking my phone so i'd wake up Mm -hmm. like fearing and always check my phone fearing what i'm about to see Mm. And it, I, I think it impacted the way I slept. It impacted the way I was living and impacted everything because I had already had this kind of mindset. Something bad was, was what I was about to find. Yeah. And that is, it, it, it overshadowed my day. It, it brought me fear. It, it brought like this cloud, unnecessary cloud over my whole being. And yeah, um, yeah. it was Lloyd Winston our good Lord, friend Lloyd yeah, yeah. did. He, I don't know if I share this, Taj, but I, I was like, Lloyd, I'm waking up like in panic. Not, not not like waking up sweating, like not like that, but like you know, if Taj called me or said, "I uh, call me when you can," yeah, you, you know, we that. had to get in the habit of saying it's not important or everyone is okay. Yeah, 
Um, but Lloyd convinced me very, in a very well way to, to take, turn off my notifications and turn off the notifications from the CNN and, and any news outlets that are reporting this person died or this person died or this natural disaster mm -hmm. hit because it's just starting your day off with, with negativity. And since I've done that, turned off those notifications from those kind of outlets, I felt much better. I haven't been living in fear and it's been a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. So to piggyback off of what you said, Taj, we have to, and when I say we, it's all of us. We have to make sure we're not letting uh, social media or the news dictate how we live. Um, we have to be positive beings and 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 just be mindful of the impact that social media and these news outlets are having on us. Yeah. Uh, but what? Thank you for sharing that, Taj. And any and Jack Love says I felt that way also. TJ, I had to stop watching certain news outlets. It's it's a hundred percent true. Yeah. Um, they're they're designed to sensationalize and they're designed to keep you watching. So they're, you know, they're going to pick up the worst things and they're also going to um, keep spreading it. So you have to just be really, really careful in that way because well, it, so, you can't go into panic mode. Um, before we get into a topic, I got to show some love to Teresa Johnson with a $20 donation. Yes. Yes. Thank here you, at the power of love show, we, uh, our everything is donated to our foundation. Again, we are nonprofit 501c3. No one on our board takes a salary. No one is getting paid. We are doing this all from our heart to help those who need help. And it is people like you, Teresa, your contributions that make a huge difference in in the programs we do and 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 making people's lives easier and better and and more inspired. So. I want to thank you on behalf of our entire foundation for your super chat for the $20 donation. Um, there is another on here that I have to just screen uh, shadow real quick, but it's not showing up and I'm not too happy about it. Janie, um, Janie Jones gave a $15 donation. Janine, didn't I do this last time? I don't know. Janie, I've never heard Janine. <laughs> Janine, uh, Janine, I can't highlight your comment for some 1 reason. 1.13 p.m. I, uh, thank you, Taj. I think that will help. Um, Actually, I don't know. I, I will find it. Today. I will find it. But um, there it is, Janine. She says, Taj and TJ, the off button is a must for all of us. Yes, yes. Janine, thank you for that, uh, that comment. It's 100% true. You guys, we have to find a way, and I don't. I don't think it matters, Todd. You you tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think that age matters. Even, you know, I think people may assume that since we're adults and we didn't grow up on social media, we can't handle it the same way. And therefore, if there's a negative comment, it hits us harder. But I don't subscribe to that. I think it hits everyone um, in 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 a somewhat similar ways. So even if you're a teen watching this and you grew up at nine, 10 years old on social media, hit that off button, unplug. And you know who's good at this, Taj, it's Lexi. Lexi mm. does this quite often on her own and she always says it, it makes her feel better. So I think it's important yeah. to do. And, I, and I've actually been doing it in a different way. I, I've been taking day or two off of, of my platforms and it's been great. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to know what's going on. I, but at the same time, don't go down that rabbit hole of like, you know, um, of spending hours and hours looking up the same thing you know that's what i that's what i mean but you you do have to know what's going on in the world yeah yeah um 
Taj. Oh, okay. Isabel says, how do you donate? I can't see any link. So Isabel, you, to answer this, you can always donate on our website, www. This wasn't the intention of the show to, to raise money, but this is, we are a foundation. So this is what we should be doing, but it's www.ddjf.org. Um, That's how you can always donate, but to donate within this program, it's as far as I'm concerned, concern as far as i'm understanding it is only on youtube it's on the super chat um for for any youtube viewers you will see chats and that is there i think there's like a little money sign that is how you can donate mm -hmm. um okay so we'll answer our first question taj yes. um, from kim Vas vacardino right kim vacardino that's how you would say it it's not vasarino no because no. there's two c's yeah Vaccarino. Kim Vaccarino. Yeah. It, I hope I'm saying that right. definitely Italian, it looks like. Um, Kim, she says, TJ and Taj, how do you both feel about how far the DDJF Foundation has come along since you first started it? Taj, I'll let you go first since it started in your head and, and you are the true driver of okay. making this a, a reality today. Um, you know, DDJF was always design started to be something to honor mom first of all like i've said this plenty of times in terms of you know when you lose someone or you know the best thing for me was to do something in their memory something positive in their memory and so i had been wanting to do something with my brothers a long time for in mom's memory and um we grew up just with charity and, and learning about charity and how important charity is, um, especially if you have that capability of reaching to people. Um, so I'm extremely proud of DDJF. I've always wanted it to be a community in a way. And now with Facebook, the Facebook community, it has become that where people, are, not only are we helping people, but other people are helping people that, um, and it's just it's when you go through something and don't feel alone, it's the it's such a better feeling than feeling isolated and feeling like you're the only one that might be going through this in that way. And that's how we got saved pretty much was from people reaching out to us when our mom passed um, to, tell, to say we're here for you, we're there and stuff like that. And I've said before, some of them weren't even I wasn't even that close to my friends. You know, they were they were associates, I would say like my friend Heather, you know, I got to know her through the loss and grief aspect of it because she was there, but I wouldn't have considered Heather a really close friend back then. We became friends because, you know, she identified with what I was going through because she, she had to deal with that too. And I think that's the power of it. So I'm ex to answer the question, I'm extremely proud. I, um, it is one of the best accomplishments in my life because I know that this, this will live on even past me, Carol and TJ in that way. And it's just, if, as long as we keep helping people and it's like, this is not talked about. Yeah. Loss and grief is not something that people deal with or yeah. not, I shouldn't say deal with. It's not something that they teach us how to deal with. Well, it's, well, it's well said Taj. And, and like you just said, uh, this will live on and, and um, you know, not, and I'm not just saying from the Music Heals program stuff we're doing, it's already helped inspire kids to to want to do more and to achieve in life. Um, 
But even doing these videos, you know, they live on YouTube, they live on Facebook, these podcasts live forever. And people, people in five years will be able to check into learn how to deal with Alzheimer's or loss of a grandparent or loss of a pet or, you know, uh, a family member who was in jail for a long time and, and was innocent. We've done shows on so many great topics, important topics that they can relate to it. And like you said, Taj, one of the biggest things I've gotten from this show and what I could try to tell people out there is when you go through a loss, when you go through an obstacle or grief, the isolation makes it so much harder. So when you can find a community or find and hear someone tell a similar story and know, and you know, deep in your heart, you are not alone. It makes the world of difference. And that is something that I'm so happy that uh, we've been able to do at DDGF. We've been able to, to give people that, that sense of community mm -hmm. and to piggyback by the way real quick thank you kimberly for the donation yes. um but to piggyback off of what you said taj um you know the, we are doing all we can to provide a community for you with these wednesday shows um with our instagram you can always follow us on instagram and twitter and facebook and then, like you said, Taj, the Dee, Dee Jackson Foundation, the official Facebook group, which, um, you know, is is up and running and has so many great members who are there supporting each other through this very challenging time and and mm -hmm. and through life. And it's beautiful. So I am very happy with where where uh, DDJF is and and will continue to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, Taj, let's let's answer one more question kind of quickly and then there's two more super chats that we need to highlight but cat asked what was the deciding factor to start the dd jackson foundation or shall i say did you all come up with the idea alone or one of you suggested it to the other brother brothers so go ahead taj again this is on um you. i always am honest with you guys anyway um when we were doing our, our docuseries our show um they were like you know, TJ and Terrell had families at the time. And so I needed a, a narrative. I needed something to do basically in that way. And for I, the storyline for the, for the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had stuff to do in my life, but it was, it's stuff. You don't want to sit, sit there watching me play video games all day. Like that's not <laughs> exciting. And so I pitched it to, um, to, um, to Henry who, um, what was her official, Henry was the executive producer. Yeah, executive producer. Which, um, and I pitched it to her in passing uh, on the phone. I'll never forget. I was in my closet, you know, just um, probably didn't close and stuff like that. And I said, "Well, honestly, what I've always wanted to do was, you know, I wanted to do something like for my mom, like a charity or something." And I thought, like, she would shut it down because I've been used to TV productions being like, "Oh, well, we can't show pot. Like, we want the we want the negative stuff, not the positive stuff." And Henry, to her credit, said, why not? Why that, you know, let's do that. And that was a spark idea. I said, they'll never let that fly. But she, you know, she championed it as well in terms of she went to the networks and to um, the production companies and basically said, hey, look, this is Taj's narrative. This is what he wants to do. And through that, we were able to set the set up ddjf and i know i knew my brothers always wanted it we've always had talked about it before doing something for our mom we just didn't know what it was going to be but this was something to be able to start and something that i could show that i was proud of as well on yeah. tv 
I, I think it, like you said, Taj, um, it, it, it was a great start because it got a great push from TV world, you know, and, 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 you know, it, it, it all worked out. Like you said, I think we all knew we always wanted to do something for mom and in mom's name and um, DDJF is growing every year. And, and you guys, the community have been so supportive of what we're doing and what we're um, trying to achieve. And, and I can't thank you guys enough. Um, yeah. But before you, you want to say one more thing? Well, I was gonna say, and the you know the power of love song as well. You know, yeah, from all of that from the show, the series and stuff like that. So, you know, it, yeah, it's been great in that way. There are some uh, donations I, I need to hi highlight. Kevin, uh, thank you so much, my man. Uh, keep your heads up. I love it. It's a beautiful message to everyone. Um, Kinga from Poland. Uh, says love always, um, beautiful, and Donna, of course, with a $25 euro um, donation. Thank you so much. And Kimberly, uh, we can't forget Kimberly with the five dollar donation. Thank you all so, so, yes, thank you guys. so much. Um, here is another super chat from Kimberly. Um, who says, hi, Taj and TJ. Need advice on dealing with the fact that I'm losing my dad to cancer. I've been a Jackson fan since I was a little girl in the 70s. Love you all. Um, so beautiful, Kimberly, yeah. that you've supported my family all these years. I love how you said since you were a little girl, I can imagine you uh, oh, dancing. The time. Uh, that must have been an amazing, fun time. Uh, so that thank you for sharing that. Um, Todd, what advice would you give to Kimberly regarding losing her father to cancer? Um, obviously, just if I could rewind the tape and go back to mom in that way, I would just cherish every moment that um, I had with you know her. So that's what I would do with your dad. Just cherish every moment. The questions that um, you've always wanted to ask, even if there's stuff in the future. We, we did an episode on that in terms of uh, one of the guests said basically asking questions in terms of this, like, you know, what would you want this to be or this to be in terms of like growing later on down the line? Like, you know, if you had a preference, what would it be in that way? And think ahead in the future in that, because I, I, I can guess what my mom would have wanted, but I, it would have been great to know like, Oh mom, you know, what would you've named, you know, so-and-so the next, you know, always just pre um, cherish the time you have right now with him in yeah. that way. And it, it's going to be extremely, extremely, extremely hard. I, I've, I would go back to, I've always said, go back to the happy times in terms of, you know, if it's music, that's something that um, has, can take you back to a place use that music, you know, to help you, to heal you in a way, because it is very powerful. That's what I, I always do. I always listen to oldies to kind of get me in, even stuff that mom, you know, used to like is stuff that helps me out because I feel like she's there still. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's great advice. I, I would, I would say Kimberly, two things. Number one, to add to what Taj said is to make sure you are surrounding yourself with supportive people if your job is giving you a hard time or your friend or your, you know, whoever, your child, your husband, your your uncle, whoever is giving you a hard time, you got to 
give them the, the stiff hand, stiff arm for a while. You need to be around supportive people. This is a challenging time. We all get one father, one mother, and when we lose them, it's it's difficult. So they need to respect that you're going through a difficult situation. Um, there is no right or wrong way to to grieve, to struggle. Um, do not think you're supposed to be crying every day if you are not. Do not think um, if you are not crying, you're not, you don't care. That is all not true. Um, you are handling it the way you are handling it. Don't let anything um, make you feel like you're mishandling it. The other big thing I would say is to... Um, is to, to try to find even a more specific group than just DDJF that can that can answer your questions about cancer and maybe the specific cancer your father has, um, where you can understand it, find a support group that can really help you go through the ups and downs during this, this final phase of his life. Um, there's nothing wrong with, again, like we've, always, like we've been saying, before and even in the beginning of the show is finding that community that's going to help you get yeah. through this difficult time. And I guess there's one more thing I, I want to say. There's no such thing as overcoming grief. There's no, the, in five years and 10 years, there's not going to be a day where it's like, I don't miss my dad at all. Or where you may just, you know, hear his song, his favorite song on the radio and think of him. That's part of it. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. you are going to have those those challenging moments where you could just wake up in tears five, 10, 15, 20 years later. Me and Taj and Cheryl always talk about how, you know, one of the most difficult thing of losing mom is that our kids don't have gram a grandmother in her. That would have been an amazing, not only grandmother, but a, an amazing source for them to rely on as, as mm -hmm. kids. So um, it's, it's a challenging road, but if you surround yourself with love and people who, who are, can can accept your situation and, and help you through your situation, you will get through it. Um, that That is my advice. That is your advice, Taj, right? And and just keep us posted. Yeah. We are a family here and we're a community here. So we are here for you and, and please feel free to reach out. I'll, I'll say one more thing and I, I'll reiterate what I said before in terms of just say everything that you've wanted to say to him in that way because you can't... Um, there's going to be a point where you're not able to do that in that way. So it's um, get every day is a blessing in that way. It's um, so just, there's a lot of things I wish I could have told mom that I wasn't able to. So in that way, and it could be stupid stuff. So like, what's your favorite show or what's your favorite, you know, just stuff that you'll rely on in the, in, in the future, you'll rely on that stuff to know you know, what was mom's favorite group or mom's favorite song or this or that. It's like things that you think you know, but then you might not really know. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Carol, for the donation. Yeah. Uh, Taj, I have to say, I never really, don't get me wrong, I'd love to have a conversation with mom and find out, you know, what her favorite or anything, you know, find out what her favorite show was, her movie, favorite book. I'd love to know those specific answers. But I've never felt like I not regret, but I never felt like what's the word I'm you missed out on not knowing that? Not necessarily that. I, I I'm what I'm trying to get to is I'm curious to know if you ever feel like, and I don't want to say guilt, because I, I don't mm. but do you ever feel like do you ever play the what if game in terms of a conversation for mom? Because I don't do that. No, I've never, I've never felt guilty. I've never felt the what if, like I could have, um, 
I didn't allow myself to do that. That that when you start doing that, that is that is uh, that's torturing yourself. And I didn't allow my luckily didn't allow myself to do that. But also, you got to remember, right after Mom passed, we still were trying to finish the album in her honor. In that way, so we still had things to do in terms of to to dedicate something for her, to finish it for her, because she was so proud of us. In that way, so we did have a goal to achieve in that way, in her honor. Um, I don't know. No, I just, it's now getting older and just, I think it's maybe through Taylor's eyes, you know, my daughter's eyes and stuff, like just wondering, as you were saying with the, you know, losing it now, you know, the kids don't have a grandmother in that way. So mm. things like wondering what she would have liked in this way. Cause you know, obviously with Dee Dee and Jojo, it's the same thing, two girls. So you're wondering, you know, what would mom have been like in that True. Yeah, as a girl and stuff like that. So you fit little pieces of the puzzle, but it's still hard in that way. Yeah. And I know there's certain things that probably Taylor does that mom used to do or vice versa. And same thing with Dee, Dee and Jojo. Yeah. Well said. Timea, thank you for the donation. Um, there are three that I need to highlight right now. Um, we have Timea. Timea, Taj, am I saying Timea? I don't I know. I was going to ask you because you've been you've been told how it is supposed to be. I have. I think so. Um, oh, maybe it was in the chat. She said that you, you know this one. <laughs> All right, I'm going to have to reach out to you, Timea, and hear you say it because yeah, is it Timea or Timea? Just I'm going to say. I think it's Timea. I don't care what you think. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what, what she thinks in that way. Uh, <laughs> Sophie with the 10, 10 euro donation. Thank you, Sophie. Uh, Taj and TJ, can you please send your strength to a lovely member of our community, Sue Ingram? She was in a bad car accident and needed several surgeries. Thank you so much. Lots of love from Belgium. Sue. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm seeing your comments. I did not know. Here's Sue, the beautiful oh. Sue. Um, yes, we send you so much love, uh, Sue. I'm so sorry. Um, I hope you are doing okay. Um, we all hope you are doing okay. Um, oh, we are sending you love. Please let yeah. us know how you're doing. Um, we hope our community helped you, um, ours helping you, and we are here for you. Yeah. So going through lots of surgeries is, is has to be tough. And it's going to be a challenging road, uh, Sue. Um, it's, it's going to be difficult, but just know, you know, every day you're, you're making progress, even if you don't feel like it and, um, you're going to come back stronger and better than ever. Um, I truly believe that. Mm. So we are sending you now watching. So, yeah. Uh, well, we love you, Sue. And, and again, we are here for you, all of us. And I don't just mean me and Taj at DDJF. I mean, all of the community. Um, so thank you. Yeah. Um, Kat says, okay, I donate on the main site. Hope you all see it. God bless you. 3T Kathy in, da da in Dallas. Thank you, Kat. Yes. We have not seen it um, yet because we're doing this live chat, but we definitely appreciate it. Yes. Now, Taj, I have another very big donation from another amazing supporter of us, and it's from Patty uh, with a $100 donation to us. I love you guys. Keep helping people. Patty, we love you too. We will keep trying to do our absolute best to help as many people as we can. Um, we want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you for donating in our mother's name to DDJF. 
um, it means the world to us. And we I, will do our yeah. best to help people, but it's people like you who are also helping. So thank you. And, you know, it's, it's very interesting because when we go to whether it's, well, now with the COVID and stuff like that, we've done more Zoom stuff. But when you see the kids' faces or you see the families that you help out, it's so rewarding. But we want to thank you guys because you guys are the ones that make it happen by your donations in that way. So we get to reap the rewards of seeing the happiness on their face and, and this and that. But you guys are the ones that make that happen. So thank you guys so much for that in, in that way because you don't get to see the faces right away. like True. You in that way. So you guys are the unsung heroes. So thank you so much. Thank you, Patty. And thank you to everyone who's, yes. who's donated and not only just today, but over the, the span of DDJF um, and, and supported us, even if it's just sharing our content and telling others um, again, our main goal is to, to help people yeah. using the resources we can in honor of our mother and, and, and the beautiful person she was, she lived to help people. Um, and it wasn't just her kids. It was the community. And, and we are just trying to resemble that as much as we can. So thank you guys for helping us with that. Patty says, um, I didn't have anyone when my dad and brother passed. So it's great to see you helping others. Um, Taj, was that, that's a comment Patty had? Yes. Um, what's the time Taj? One, 137 137 and um thank you patty and it's it you know we luckily had family and friends but even so the the resources we didn't have you know i was looking for a book or something in in a way to um to tell me what to do tell me how i should feel or whatever and there wasn't anything like that at the time that i knew of in that way. So I'm so grateful for this community as well, because now we've learned so much together. Yes. Um, Taj, to spotlight a couple other comments. Uh, yes. Cruz says, we all deal with loss at some point in our lives. We need to speak openly and remember how, remember our loved ones no longer in our lives. The GDJF helps us cope better. God bless you both. Yes, Cruz. Um, you know, it's it's so interesting, but you are 100% right. We need to remember and speak openly about our loved ones and about all situations. I really believe that you got to find your, your comfort zone and be able to open up. I've said this before, but I'll share it again. For me, the very first comfort zone was my dog, you know, really um, just being able to talk. You know, I was just turned 16. I had a precious dog that my mother got me years earlier. And um, that dog, Yabo, not only did I name my publishing, music publishing company right. after Yabo, but that dog was, you know, didn't realize it, of course, at least I don't think so, but was was a crucial part of my healing. You know, mm -hmm. obviously there's my brothers and, and family, um, but the dog was there with me all the time, 24-7, three in the morning. If I wake up, I can hold my dog or, or talk to mm -hmm. my dog. And 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 it may sound silly or funny, but I really don't care. I, I it was important to me, and and I that's why I suggest for anyone who who deals with the loss of a loved one is to maybe look into finding a pet like a dog, because um, it, it does help heal. Don't do it alone. Whatever you do, whether you reach out to a community or have a pet or something, being alone is is one of the hardest things to deal with loss. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, Taj, anything else you want to share before we wrap up? We are at 32 minutes on this live uh, kind of impromptu Q&A. Um, no, I was reading the comments and a lot of, a lot of people did um, say that they've, you know, they found this, you know, after a loved one died and, and oh, you know, that makes me, um, makes me, I don't want to say the word happy because that sounds weird, but it makes me, I'm glad that pe there is, you know, people are finding this community because we've learned so much from this community. We've learned so much from just doing these shows in general. Mm -hmm. And we've taken certain advice that we've been, you know, listening to, and and it's hard. You don't don't get too hard on yourself because you sometimes I fall back into the pattern of you know things that I used to do, and then I remind myself, no, I'm supposed to do it this way or that way. And as you said, there's not really a right way. <laughs> it's just don't torture yourself, you know. Yeah, um, Taja, and uh, like you said. Uh, I, Obviously, loss is nothing that we ever want to deal with, and we don't want any of you to deal with, but it's part of life. Um, and what I'm happy about is the fact that you are any of you out there who found us post losing something or someone. I'm happy that we're able to, to, to provide some comfort for you and to, to help you heal. Because the one thing that I really get concerned about with, with anyone's, you know, anyone I know when they lose someone is that they lose their life. They, mm -hmm. they, you know, they fall into a depressive state and a very negative state where for five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, they're never the same. And um, I, I'm so happy that we have been able to build this community to help people not fall into that. It doesn't mean you don't miss someone. Doesn't mean you're not mourning. Doesn't mean you're not hurting. But we still have to reclaim our lives and live the life to the best of our ability with happiness. And that's what our loved one, our deceased loved one, would mm -hmm. want from us. You know. And whenever I'm down, I try to think about that. I try to think about mom wanting me to be upbeat and happy and to go for my dreams and to to smile. And that does help. But sometimes people don't think that way, and they need more tangible help. Um, to get them through that. And and I'm just happy that DDJF is able to to do that. Um, I have two things real quick to, before you yeah. wrap up. The first thing is definitely don't, don't be afraid or don't, you know, um, to reach out if you need help in any way. Um, there's a stick, you know, the stigma luckily is going away more, but it's okay to ask for help. In, in anything, whether it's even to strangers, even to a community, even to a psychiatrist or whatever, it's okay to ask for help. Um, I think there's a strength in that, in that way. I wish I would have done that more. Um, it wasn't a pride thing for me. It was more of a stigma back in the day, you know, just with our family in general, I didn't, there's trust issues there in terms of me sp spilling my life to someone and not being able to trust them. But um, one thing I would say is, definitely that would have helped me in the future being able to talk about it. And I did at some point later on, like I think it was 10 years later, I did, you know, talk to certain people in that way. And it did, it was a breath of fresh air in that, in that way. And that would be the first thing. So don't be afraid or ashamed to talk, to ask for help is the first thing I would say for my life lessons in that way. And second, um, check in on people, check in on, you know, we're still in this, isolation scenario and certain people you might think they're doing okay 
and um, just hearing your voice or or just the message from you could could be the difference of them, you know, being okay in that way. Mm. So, and I'm guilty of it, but I, I just recently checked in on a friend and it felt so good because they needed that in that way. And I needed it too. Taj, here's a great question from Superfly Sister, talking about checking in on people. Yes. Uh, Superfly Sister 777 says, we have someone in our community who lost her husband in sleep. Oh, wow. uh, it's difficult. Uh, she told me she needs space. How do I know when time is right to reach out again? What is your answer response to that? If she needs space, it's it, I would give her the space, but just keep uh, reaching out to her saying, just want you to know I'm always here for you. Like that, because if as long as they know that, they can always jump in and say, hey, I'm ready or, or this or that. That doesn't mean go up on them. Doesn't mean, and I know you're not, but I'm saying it doesn't mean give them that space and don't, you know, talk to them, you know, for the next month or two. It just means like, hey, I just want you to know I'm here. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, when you and when you're ready, I'm here or what. And it's so hard because you don't know what the the length of time space means. Right. You don't know if that's two days. You don't know if that's two weeks, two months. You don't know how long space means. So what I would also advise or to add to that is I would simply, you know, just write whenever you're feeling it, just say, just thought about, just thinking of you, um, no need to respond. Mm -hmm. I would keep it that simple so that they don't feel a lot. Oftentimes people, when they're going through loss, they're inundated with messages. And some of us feel the need to respond to everyone. And we feel like, okay, slow down the messages because I don't want to respond to everyone. So by you saying, being proactive and saying no need to respond, um, just was thinking about you and just leaving it there, it tells the person that they're thought of, but there's no obligation to, to spend time if it's not, if it, they don't want to. And I think that is huge because I think it gives that person who's going through grief an outlet if needed, they will remember that. And it's, it's a way for you to feel like you're, you're reaching out without being pushy or without putting any, um, you know, any pressure on getting a response. That's a great point. That was probably um, one of the things that I've taken most out of this community in terms of learned in, in that way was that um, what you just said in terms of, you know, just want you to know I'm here. You don't have to respond back because I remember that is something you're overwhelmed and you feel like you have to contact everyone that contacted you or, and let them know. And it's just like, so that no need to, you know, you don't have to, you know, I know you're busy and whatever, but I want you to know I'm here for you. So don't, you no need to respond back. It's like free in a way. Um, okay. I'm just reading a couple last questions. Oh, last comments and questions. Sherry says, my question to both of you is this, what is the one thing that you would say to your mother? She came back and question two is, do you think your mom's spirit is still here, present with you right now? Taj, I'll let you answer first. Okay, um, the first question is, what was, I don't know. Um, I probably would just give her a hug more than anything. I think that's what I miss more than saying something to her in that way would just be, you know, hugging her. Um, it's weird because with, you know, she was my best friend and, and, and all that. So I, there's no guilt 
aspect of it. I don't feel like I, there's unsettled certain things that I have to get off my chest or whatever, luckily in that way. Um, I don't know. I think it would just be a hug and smile you know, would be the thing. And then, um, and maybe that's, you know, because question number two, yes, I do feel my mom's spirit is with me and still here. So that maybe that's the reason why I don't feel the need to ask her. It, it's more of a physical hug than because I do feel my mom's spirit. I, <laughs> and it's not just like the, the, you know, the, I'm laughing because it's like mom had a particular way of like when you're going off course to let you know that you're going off course <laughs> kind of thing, you know, but in a sweet way, but it's that parental thing that it's, I still hear in my head of my mom in that way. But I also hear the pride, pride in her being proud because my mom was very good at um, when you did something right, she let you know how proud she was of you. So she let you know when she, you disappointed her too. <laughs> and she was right wow. there to say, I'm so proud of you. And so that aspect of it is what um, still goes in my head in terms of that. That's one of the reasons I try to live life every day to make my mom proud. Um, Todd, I agree with you. I think the first thing I would want to do is just hug and hold my mother. Um, that would be number one. It'd be uh, a beautiful thing. But I, I think another thing is, I, like for me, if my mother were to come back and could spend an hour, and I, I wonder if you feel this way, Taj, I think I would want my mom to just spend time with my kids. Yeah. You know, and oh, your, 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 kids, your kids are younger, but I would love for my mom to spend 30 minutes with Royal yeah. and just connect with him and help him and guide him in a way that, you know, we may be missing or, or yeah. you know, in each of my kids. That would be, I, I don't know if it's because time has passed, but for me, uh, where, where I think about, you know, the loss of my mother, it's, it's her as a grandmother. Yeah. Um, you know, so that would be the main thing. And do I think her spirit is here? I, I do. I always think her spirit is here. And I think it's um, something that because she lived with so much passion and so much com compassion, I think her spirit is present in all of us. Mm -hmm. um, you know, her three boys is, is what I mean in the family. So yeah. um, I do. I definitely do. Um, Taj, anything else you want to say? No, not really. Just, you know, okay. I not without sounding like a broken record, just okay. how proud I am of this community and this foundation and, and to, you know, all the board members that we have that ha are the, yes. also the unsung heroes because they've done an amazing job and um, their names aren't known in that way. You know, we, we sit here and we do this and stuff like that, but behind the scenes, they're working so hard to, to find the next, whether it's a school to help, our family to help or the next guest in terms of what, if it's Caitlin, you know, for this, for the show, it's like, there's so many things behind the scenes that we get help on in that way. Yeah. So well said, Taj. Well said. Um, all right, Taj, I think we can, can wrap it up. I think we should, let me do this real quick. Um, uh, let me just show this graphic as we should always be doing this. Um, for anyone who may need it, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255. I also want to spotlight um, the Dee, Dee Jackson Foundation Group on, only on Facebook. Uh, if you want to be part of the community or help others who may need help, 
join our community. Um, there's no pressure. There's no minimum of posting or responding or anything. It's there for you. And, it, and if yeah. you have time, you can help others. Um, there is something called warm lines where mm. if you need to talk to someone, uh, warm lines were created to give people support when they just need to talk to someone. Speaking to someone on these calls are typically free, confidential, and run by people who understand what it's like to struggle with mental health problems. Mm. Phone numbers for each state available at www.mhanational.org. Um, other things I want to mention is Amazon Smile. Someone mentioned this in the comments, and I yes. won't be able to find it because it was a while ago. But yes, we are Amazon Smile certified, so you can donate to us simply by shopping on Amazon. All you have to do is click our link first, um, set it up as, and that's something we'll put in the, this description. So it's a link. It's an Amazon link, but if you click this specific link, it, it tells people that you came from our community and anything you buy, it's the same prices, but Amazon will donate part of those proceeds back to us. So that's another way you can help us out and help the DDJ Jackson Foundation. Taj, that was a mouthful, but I think it was all important. Uh, we are going to wrap. And again, I just want to highlight all of you who donated with the super chat. You guys are truly amazing. Um, it means the world to us um, brothers as well as the foundation. And of mm -hmm. course, I want to give a special, special shout out to Patty. Um, thank you, Patty, for the $100 contribution. We will return next Wednesday. Um, I believe we have a guest. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for pivoting with us. Again, please be safe and God bless you all. Adios, yes. everyone. <laughs>